Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everybody out there in the uh, iTunes stratosphere, whoever you may be, welcome to another episode of Broadway Breakdown Subset, my obsession. Uh, once again, I am your co-host, Matt Koplick. John Miscavige is still in quarantine in Stephen Sondheim's basement. We hope to hear from him soon. In the meantime, we have the wonderful Mr. Gabe Gibbs with us today. Hello, Gabe. Hello, Matt. How are you? I am doing so great uh how are you doing <laughs> yeah. today <laughs> i'm good man you know it's it's uh trying to trying to not have too much cabin fever but as well. <laughs> yeah as and you're well. excited you're... to talk to you about our obsessions or oh yes it's, it's very exciting today we'll get to that in just a minute yeah. but let's uh let's introduce the audience to Gabe, who he is, what he's done, why he deserves to be listened to today. Uh, <laughs> I'll start with the fact that uh, you guys can't see it, but Gabe has a luscious beard on him today. I which do. Makes him, and he's got a wedding ring. He's married. He's a married man. So yeah. even though you're quite a few years younger than me, you are really older than me in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know if, uh, I don't know if marriage makes me older, but I, I do think the beard does. The beard Absolutely. does give me a lot more gravitas than I've had in the past. Oh yeah. And you also have a very, uh, gravitas-esque voice. I don't know what the other word for that is, mm. but the synonym for gravitas could be. I hear um, you. It's, it's full of gravitosity, I think. Is gravitosity. What... Yes. Uh, yeah. Define gravitosity. Um, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> some of you might have seen Gabe on the Broadway stage or national tour stage in Book of Mormon. You might have seen him on your TV sets on that show that you post about a lot. What's it called? It's called Schooled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the worst host in the world. Um, no, that's fine. That's on, that was on ABC, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's on Wherever. ABC. It's a, a spinoff of the Goldbergs. So. Right, 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 right. And you played a high school jock in that, correct? 
Mm-hmm. I play a dumb little jock named Weasel. They part my hair dead center because it's a '90s show, so it's like a bad yeah. Jonathan Taylor Thomas yeah. situation. Yeah. yeah, I see. I see you post videos and photos from the show sometimes with that part, and I'm like, why would they do that to him? <laughs> yeah. I just I see that hairstyle. I'm like, that's just mean. Yeah, it's not a great look. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not a great look, but it serves the the comedic purposes it needs to serve. <laughs> also, if you guys are wondering why this is the meat I actually want to get into before your obsession. Sure. Um, if you guys are wondering why the sound quality of Gabe's voice is better than our last two episodes, it's because Gabe himself has a podcast and therefore good recording equipment. (laughs) Gabe has a podcast, uh, that just started this year called musicals that never made it. He and his co-writer, Josh Collier, write these musicals that are like 20 ish minutes and yep. they have two other actors. One is our mutual friend, Abby Goldfarb, also a yeah. uh, former guest of the pod. And you guys usually bring on a guest actor for each one. Mm-hmm. So I listened to all of it in a day. Um, oh, sweet. Oh, my God. Yeah. I Well, so you were posting about it. I was like, yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And then I don't know what it was. Oh, you posted the episode about Julia Madison. Uh-huh. And so I was like, well, I might as well start from the beginning. And yeah. just proceeded to listen to all of them it helps that i was waiting online at the post office there you go (laughs) well with covid going on right now like the post office is three times slower than it usually is so i had the time but it was i gotta say guys it is very enjoyable i did not know man i I did not know that you wrote that is something that's new to me yeah it's a little bit new to me it's something that i had done passively that um my uh manager like two years ago was like hey you should you should take that a little more seriously like Mm -hmm. i I had written yeah kind of passively mostly just messing around and like doing silly silly things for instagram or whatever but then started taking relate to that at all yeah yeah dude Uh, that's been my that's been my my favorite thing is everybody doing all their little all their little quarantine sketches oh yeah it's fun you haven't already checked out matt's uh stuffed animal sketches it's (laughs) in the vein of um what was that app that was existing where uh for for a while for for people to do like lip syncs over over oh um Uh, smash Dub smash. Yes. It's like dub smash to the max. It's very yes, fun. <laughs> very much to the max. Um, um, we can get into my shit in a second, but let's go back to your yeah. writing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's sort of, uh, it's something that I've, I've always been doing, but not taking it seriously enough to trust myself to try something fun and put it out. And, and the podcast was sort of the first of hopefully m- many things where I don't want to say I'm take, taking it seriously. Like it's a serious, you know, well, no, but you do. You, it's it's not. It's a funny podcast, but what makes sure. it funny is you guys put in the work for it. You know, yeah, like this. Thank one, you. You're welcome. Uh, and I don't give compliments out. Lightly. I know that's why I'm very flattered right now. <laughs> well, you should be. No, uh, I always say I hate it when people say like, "Oh, this thing isn't trying to break the mold. It's not trying to be groundbreaking." Because usually that is code for it's not well written. It's not well done. Sure. Sure. I could name I some saying. show names. Lord knows I have, but it's, the list is long. Yeah, yeah. So I'm of the mind frame of if you're going to be silly and stupid, do the work for me so I don't have to, you know, d- suspend my disbelief so much and like have to bend so much. And yeah, honestly, guys, like these things, these musicals really do do that. Um, you guys are really good with um, with lyrics. Your rhymes are very on point. Uh, the what the two things that I really like the recurring jokes one is that 
you always you always start with like the opening number and then you're like uh end of act one scene one jump cut to act two scene four and i'm like <laughs> Like you always fast forward an hour and a half, and I'm like, oh, and and it's always like, it's like Jeremy is now on his deathbed. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, like, I do love that shit. I love those jokes. And then also, you guys okay, get a personal yeah. phone call from Lin Manuel Miranda every time, every oh, time. It's and gonna happen. It'll oh, it'll absolutely happen. And the music yeah. is really well done. It's very well produced. You know, it's oh, thank you. I mean, the idea is like you are too straight boys who are just sort of fucking around in the garage but the quality is so good that i can allow you to do that oh good, <laughs> good. As, a, as a gay jew who's like you are on my turf you're on the yeah, musical yeah. theater territory yeah I'm yeah allowing you to visit um yeah. your skateboard musical with gray henson yeah first of all did you notice while editing this that you two sound similar yeah that's so funny we that's that's yeah we've got uh first of all we're doing like silly like skateboarder voices and like everyone sort of arrives at the same voice <laughs> pretty much i mean it's uh, really just kind of like going around the corner from where you usually live or where yeah, your yeah, voice yeah. Is. you're totally right you're totally right i'm always <laughs> one step away from absolute surf bro <laughs> yeah but it's but i i do love it but anyway um so they've first of all i'm jumping all around but they've had gray henson and barrett Wilbert weed and julia madison uh who are some other people that you're about to have on? We're about to have, um, uh, we're going to have Crystal and Lloyd who um, was in Dear Evan Hansen. And then um, our first season is only going to be six. And our, our season finale is, is Drew Galing doing a, um, it's we, the, the, of course the premise of the show is we are writing these musicals that we think are brilliant and they're mm-hmm. all sort of inspired by other musicals we've seen. And our, mm-hmm. our finale is called uh, the great Zazine and it's a greatest showman spoof with <laughs> like Drew Galing playing the sort of um, he's, he's like a washed up children's television magician. <laughs> it's, it's such a bad such a bad premise for a musical, which is sort of the point of all of them. Yeah. They're all terrible premises. This is all to say a joke that you did with the Gray Henson one that I, again, I'm like, I was working out to it because uh, I listened to it again this morning and mm. I laughed out because I forgot about it. You two, it's like the opening number. And it's all about like, it's summertime. We're going to go to the skate park. And I don't know if, it, again, I can't tell you if it's Gray Henson or you because voices are interchangeable. Uh, one of you says I also like realize I'm not gonna have piano this summer and the other one's like oh yeah tell me what you think about that and then he goes (laughs) right into the verse thank you oh my god Matt this this podcast is for is for you yeah it was it was my line gray gray's excited to not have piano lessons and it's like it's it's it, yeah it, it was it's it's one of my favorite lines of it's, scene. it's tell me more thing. about how you feel about that tell me like, about how you feel about that and then he goes right into the song and that's <laughs> it's a it works in so many levels and i i'll flatter you for like another minute or so because we're gonna about to get in your obsession and yeah. i'm gonna not flatter you at all i um, know it's, it's gonna be embarrassing i can already tell but i can't wait i can't wait um <laughs> it's one of those things where if you're gonna Boof musical theater because like musical theater is ridiculous when you think about it in general right like sure. it's sure people are breaking out it's a song and dance and it's all very heightened so mm. if you're gonna make it work on one of two levels you either have to make it work so that all the emotions are heightened enough so the singing makes sense 
or you go the opposite direction and nothing is really worth singing about, but you still adhere to the structure. So like, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just like, I'm not going to have piano. Tell me more. But like it's, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I just think it's so fucking funny. (laughs) Um, How do you guys usually come to write music together? Like what sort of, is is there like usually uh, uh, an order? Is it sort of just like all over the place? Is there's usually an idea at the center? How does that go? Yeah, it's a little, um, like for this project in particular, it was, it was, uh, we would often start with a bad premise. It would be Mm -hmm. like, what's a terrible title that you should never make a musical? Mm -hmm. And then what's a style of musical we would want to put onto that? Mm -hmm. And then we're sort of like mapping, like, um, like we know that there's going to be some sort of opening, like we know the tropes of musical theater where you've got like an opening number, you've got an I want song, you've got an actor, and they all have sort of bones that are the same, even Uh though the styles are different. So it would be like, if we're going to do like the one we have with Crystal and Lloyd coming out, it's called Oprah's day off. And the whole premise (laughs) of the show is that Oprah find out, finds out she has a day off and doesn't know what to do. (laughs) It's the whole premise of the show. So it's, it's, um, you've got and we tried to map like a disney sort of vibe onto it so then you know what the opening number of that is gonna feel like it's gonna feel mankany and so then i know like tonally where i want it to be so then usually what happens is i i would create like bones of a song where i'd be like it's gonna be this and i'd and i'd send josh sort of like a bad piano vocal demo that like is just a soft idea mm-hmm. and then josh will send back something a little more fleshed out musically he's he's got a better ear for like um what if this keyboard is this patch and what if uh, you know mm-hmm. the the i was listening to the frozen 2 um you know soundtrack and they use a lot of this kind of a thing and how do we make a version that sort of smells like that but but is a worse version of it you know what i mean so yeah um, but it's usually me sending like a B minus bones of a song and then Josh sending, he, I'm sure he would say the opposite, but it's me sending a B minus bones of a song and Josh sending me back like, you mean this? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, is yeah, this what you're trying to do? You little stupid bird. Is there a lyric that you've written for this so far that you're like, you look back and you're like, listen, I know that I'm a stupid idiot, but like this lyric is fucking tits. <laughs> um, there is. I mean, fucking tits in the in the sense that it's so perfectly bad. We we have um, we have a song in our finale. It's it's our our final episode. It's a uh, it's about a terrible washed up magician. Um, Drew Galing absolutely crushed it. He came in and like learned five songs in five minutes and like blew it out the water. Anyway, um, it's a song. It's a song called Ace of Sad. Um, and the lyric is, it's so bad, dude. It, um, my chains of sadness are all ironclad. Pick a card, any card, they're all the ace of sad. Is <laughs> my is my favorite lyric of the whole season. It's so it's so impossibly bad. But but part of our sh- our shtick in the podcast that we like is you could you could see these two guys convincing themselves that that this is a great idea that like these metaphors in these lyrics are, and you know, are, are so 
amazing and so impactful like yeah, so profound like yeah, yeah, yeah like we are the voices of a generation right that's um, like the whole shtick is these guys think that they are and then they write a lyric like ace of sad <laughs> yeah i also just the timing is perfect because after i finished listening to all of it i'm in the middle of marathoning gray's anatomy or binging oh, gray's anatomy which cool. uh i've never really watched it completely before yeah. And I don't know if you know this, they have a musical episode. Oh, that's right. Because What's Her Butt was in uh, uh, Spamalot, right? Sarah Ramirez, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's um, a singer, dude. Is oh, anyone else a singer? <laughs> um, well, that's a wonderful question. Great, uh, great. Sandra O and Patrick Dempsey do not sing at all. Like they, they for them. fully step aside. Good Ellen Pompeo, them. I think, sings like two lines for the entire episode. It's just bad. It's bad. It's bad. So I was like... I went back to listen to the Gray Henson one today to just sort of like go, is this actually good? Is this actually funny? Or am I just being nice? I was like, no, yeah. this is actually good. I'm not, cause I'm not a nice person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, fun fact. Uh, th- I had someone listen to this podcast after matching with me on hinge. And then he was like, I don't think we should talk anymore. Cause I listened to your podcast and you don't seem like a nice person. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> no. <laughs> No. So that's fun. Wow. Uh, yeah. And I, that, that was great. So I promptly <laughs> had like three glasses of wine, ate some gummy bears. and was like, you know what? Maybe I'm not a nice person, but people still talk to me anyway. Yes. 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 I disagree yeah. with, with Hinge, with Hinge or Bumble or what, what did you say? Hinge? It was Hinge. Yeah. I disagree with Hinge. You think I I'm think a nice person? I don't know if you're a nice person because <laughs> nice, I think you're kind I oh. think you're kind. Oh, thank you. I, I wouldn't label you nice. Well, why is that? I think honestly, sometimes being called a nice guy is not necessarily the the greatest compliment either. Nice okay. implies pushover. I think you're certainly not a pushover. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah. I mean, you. I mean, you can push me over, but you have to do <laughs> something to me if you're going to do that. <laughs> Gabe has an obsession and <laughs> it's, this is an interesting one, guys. We're going to, because this might be the first time in existence that someone has an obsession that they actually don't know that much about. Um, yes. But I love that. I love that for you. What is yes. your obsession, Gabe? Here's my obsession. So I don't know how I got it, but there was a time in high school where everyone, did you have this where everybody was like, like, um, you'd like plug your iPod into someone else's computer and they would like drag mm-hmm. and drop stuff. So there was a time in high school where it was when I decided I was like really into musical theater. It was like junior, <laughs> sophomore, junior year. Mm-hmm. And like me and a couple other theater kids, we were all like sharing soundtracks or, or uh, cast uh, albums cast cast albums and I appreciate so, you making the distinction thank you i know my bad my bad <laughs> oh it's fine i wasn't gonna correct you um so i got a a couple of them that you know i i never listened to not that i was anti them but one of which that somehow they've all disappeared as i've gotten new iphones mm-hmm. over the years but still on my itunes is the drowsy chaperone and i've never seen it and i've never listened to it front to back it just comes up on shuffle (laughs) and so it's out of order so then you'll get like 15 seconds like today i was i was driving to pick up some groceries 
and it's 15 seconds and it was like Beatrice Stockwell, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and so is she the one we'll get into it in a second. No, okay. Long story short is <laughs> I, I, I think I love that show. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. I have like a sense of what it's about and maybe, maybe I can just describe to you what I think the show is and then you can that. correct me or whatever, but <laughs> I've never seen it. I've only heard it out of order. I know there's a narrator. I do know that um, uh, Aldolfo was, uh, uh, what's his name? He was just in Fiddler. He's in everything. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna, I'm, not, gonna, I'm not giving you a lifesaver for that. No, you're going to have to. Uh, Danny Burstein. There you go. Am I right? Yes, yes, you are. See, you got to um, push the bird out of the nest and they fly. Which I don't think would fly as a casting uh, anymore. Not that that, I think we'll, that's a we'll different. Get, we'll get we'll get into that, and that's why it's important that you actually know what the show is about. Okay, um, okay, okay, okay. It, it, it would, but for a diff, for different reasons. Okay, um, great. Yes, great. Not for good reasons. Um, yeah. So that is how you came to know Josie Chaperone was through like yes. iPod shuffling and all that <laughs> yes. stuff. Okay, and yes. you never listened to it all the way through. I've, I think. I have heard all of the songs. But not in the order that it's supposed to be. I don't think so. Okay, fantastic. I don't think so. Okay, so let's ask some basic questions. What, okay. is, what is a track that you really like a lot when you listen to it? Oh, dude, I think I think I Am El Delfo is comedically like mm-hmm. money. That song is absolute money. It's, uh, here's also the problem is I have little women on there too so there's there's two Sutton Foster tracks that or two Sutton Foster shows that get jumbled in my brain sure. but I don't want to show off is from Drowsy. Drowsy yes there's- that one that one also like the tags and the buttons on the end of that it's just mm-hmm. it's just fucking money dude have it's you ever like- watched the Tony performance from that where she does it no I should huh yeah um yeah so full disclosure Gabe gave me uh some options and he mentioned like how he had never actually seen drowsy chaperone and i was like oh you know there's a there's a bootleg on on youtube you could totally watch it get yourself more familiarized and he's like no i don't wanna um <laughs> gabe gibbs and drowsy chaperone might be the best argument for bootleg watching okay i'm ju- I'm just telling for the people on their high horses they're like no bootlegs are illegal and i'm like yeah but here we have a poor soul who needs to know all right. Not because not only is show off an awesome song, like when you watch Sutton do it physically, uh, you just you're ready to give her your firstborn. You know. Okay. At least I was. Um, Amazing. So what do you think the show is about? Well, the thing that helps is there is the narrator boy who who talks us through the show. Do you know his right? character name? It's like it's like man in chair or that's something. That's literally what it. That's, yes. Is it man, really? Yeah. Man in chair. Sick. I, my guess is he probably sits on stage the whole time. Mm-hmm. The, and he, he's playing from like a, he's playing vinyl or a record or, or something. Mm-hmm. And is the premise that this was a, a show back in the day or a movie from the show? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The premise is that it's one of his favorite musicals. It's obviously like fictional in our world. Yeah. Um, and he says, you know, this is a vinyl that is literally the entire show, dialogue and all. And he plays wow. it. And as he plays it, it comes to life in his living room with him giving commentary the entire time. And is he, is he, 
he's fourth wall breaking talking yes. to audience or is he oh, to the audience. i didn't know yeah, if he was like talking to like a kid or something yeah like that little girl in once on this island who's just there <laughs> yeah. who does literally nothing um which is honestly my dream role I would just love to be the little <laughs> just girl. Just to be the little girl. <laughs> to have no lines, no music whatsoever, yeah. and just react to everything. Like, wouldn't yeah. that be perfect? That would um, be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, no, he's speaking to us. He's speaking to the audience. I'm Janet. Janet Vandegraaff. Here to marry Robert Martin. Giving up a life of glamour to tug a knot. I kind of just want to keep hearing you ask these questions because you're giving me such life. <laughs> I know. Um, I knew. Do you, that's why I didn't. I because that's why I didn't watch the bootleg before this because I knew you would enjoy me stumbling around something that you probably know so well. <laughs> I don't know what you're referring to. I know very little about musical theater, yeah. but <laughs> one could say as you stumble along, oh Gabe, oh, um, oh, I don't want to show off as you stumble along. No, 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 no. Bum bum. No. No. I, <laughs> no. Um, no, I, I absolutely hear you. Uh, what are some other questions you have before I jump into just breaking any fantasies you have about this show and what it's about? Um, uh, okay. So, so there's Aldolfo. Yes. Who is a movie star who's everyone's like converging on a, on a wedding. Yes, there's a what. So there, that's the, the wedding of the Sutton Foster character. Yes, that's the other thing you have to remember is that there's the plot of the musical, The Drowsy Chaperone, as well as backstage info on the quote unquote actors playing those roles. So like Sutton Foster is, I know Sutton Foster is playing an actress playing Janet Vandegraaff. It's on. like four layers. It's a parfait. So 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 man in chair. Yes, says. Beatrice Stockwell, blah, blah, blah. Yes. And that woman is a fictional actress. Yes. Who Definitely. played the character of, of such and such in Drowsy Chaperone. Yes. So, yes. Beth Level, Tony Award winner Beth Level, for this yes. show, actually. Oh, she, cool. Yes, she plays Beatrice Stockwell, who is playing the part of the Drowsy Chaperone. Got it. You're doing pretty yeah. well, I must say. Um, okay, good, 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 yeah. good. And the... <laughs> And I listened to some of the cast album this morning to like familiarize myself with what you would probably, what your exposure would be to this. Yeah. And it does not do a great job of okay. really not of sort of explaining what this thing is. So this is, it wouldn't, I wouldn't say this is the first meta musical because you're in town probably is that like a musical that's aware it's a musical, but God, this is definitely the is first so fucking good. I you like, played- do you like you're in town? Did I stumble into something? You stumble into everything. I do yeah. love your in town. No, I love your in town. Have you played okay. Bobby Strong? I feel like you have. I did in high school. In high, does that count? Yeah, I yeah, did in high school. Count. Yeah, it was my fa- it was my favorite thing. It was my favorite thing to be a part of. Although, I don't think high schoolers should try to sing "Run Freedom Run" in the way that. Yeah, it's just. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, it's just too hard of a song for a for a sixteen year old. I mean, although although yeah. those fucking Jimmy Awards kids, man, are you kidding me? That's a whole other episode. They're I'm all sure on Broadway done. now. Jimmy Award kids are just taking over Broadway. Renee Rapp needs to just sit down because no one likes to feel bad about themselves. I did. Um, I did a, a throw heavy quotes. We can, we'll go back in one second. I did throw heavy quotes over a master class. I did mm-hmm. one when I was on tour, and the uh, and Mormon was stopped in Detroit, 
Mm-hmm. I did a master class at the high school that uh, Antonio Cipriano went to. You know who that is? He's in yeah, Jagged yeah, Little yeah. Pill. He's yeah. Broadway's new handsomest man in the world. And he has like such a great voice. And he was 17 at the time, maybe 18. Mm-hmm. And he was like, afterwards we were chatting and he's like, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like maybe I should go to New York or I should whatever. And I, what I didn't want to say was, Oh, you're, you're better than everyone that I've ever worked with. Mm -hmm. You will be just fine. All these kids under 20, man, the kids seven, it's not like I'm that, but like, they're so much better than us. It's, I, first of all, I don't know what you're referring to. I am uh, the most talented individual who's ever lived. The only reason I right. haven't booked Broadway is I keep refusing them. Yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot yes. about your famous, uh, your, your, your famous career choice of, of refusing Broadway over and over. Over and over and over again. Yeah, no, I, I do really like You're in Town. I would love there to be some director brave enough to let me do a gender-bent Little Sally because that is truly my role. Um, oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah. I just, um, I guess you don't want to overload them with too much exposition, huh? Yeah. That's just, that's, that's my fucking track. Um, yeah, dude. But Drowsy Chaperone is probably the first musical I can think of that has like insidery commentary. Like mm. watching the Drowsy Chaperone is like sitting down with me and watching yeah. a bootleg of something. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, I love, but some people might be like, no, thank you. Two hours of that. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's there's a whole lot of levels to the show. And I'd be very interested if you do eventually watch the, the bootleg, what you think of it, because not only is there commentary on the show itself, but there's all this stuff that you find out sort of secondhand about the man in chair and his life and what has sort of brought him to uh. this moment. Oh, yeah. Uh. And like why the show means a lot to him. That you find out that he once was married and like obviously that didn't go well and he has bills he has to pay and all this other mm. stuff and it's and he talks about why and this is really what makes the show so touching in the end is why musical theater means so much to him and why this show in particular because like it's not a south pacific or a chorus line where it deals with very deep themes like homosexuality and racism you know the biggest plot point in drowsy chaperone is sutton foster's upset because her fiance kissed a french girl that was actually sutton foster putting on a french accent like it's like that is the big that is the big wrench in the plants oh my god wait (laughs) that's that's I've caught that plot point, but I didn't know that it was her yeah. as a French girl. That's it's, it's one of my favorite jokes, actually. Robert kissed a French girl. Her name is Mimi. She's very beautiful. And it's, it's, Sutton, <laughs> it's she says it because it's Sutton Foster. It's, That's um, funny. Yeah, the joke is that like they're not supposed to see each other before the wedding. So in order to take his mind off of his wedding jitters, he goes roller skating in the garden, but his best man puts a blindfold on him. And so Sutton Foster runs into him in the garden, but she pretends that it, that she's not Sutton Foster, that she's this French girl Mimi. So that way she can Dude. know how he truly feels about her. And Dude. they kiss. And then she's like, you you kissed a French girl. And he's like, but it felt like it was you. And by the end of the show, she's like, oh, Robert, it was me. Oh and the man in, chair is like, yeah. man in chair is like, I know, guys, just like deal with it. I know this plot point makes no sense. Just fucking deal with it. That's very <laughs> funny. Yeah, it's, it's so funny. And the whole, sh- and he, he like talks about things that don't make sense or things that are really good so like there's a whole scene 
that is just a spit take over and over because the show takes place during prohibition so the old lady uh, the great dress lady has a whole scene with her butler where she's like if anybody wants vodka they're going to ask for a glass of ice water she's like got it and the butler's like got it and she goes so can i have some ice water and she just actually wants water but he keeps giving her vodka and she keeps spit taking <laughs> vodka in his face and at the end of it the man in chair is like i know it's stupid he goes but it's you know it's um it's you know complicated machinery machinery it's a plot device that's necessary it's like pornography and he takes a long pause and he goes let me explain what i mean by that (laughs) and so he's like you know this was a 1920s musical and they had a scene change they needed so they put a drop before like you know the 1980s mega musical like complex scene changes he's like Uh. they would put a a a scrim down the scene would happen in front of the scrim while they changed the set behind it and he goes and in pornography it's you know you have to go through the logistics to get to the good part. Like, oh, how do I pay for this pizza? (laughs) So like, it's it's a crazy metaphor, but it works. Mm. It's a whole, there's a whole other layer that the cast album doesn't get to. And I want you to see it. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. But like, so what is it about it that you got obsessed with, with with so little knowledge of the rest of it? That's what interests me. Yeah, I think, I think, I'm trying to think, show off, it's just like as a standalone song is mm-hmm. amazing. I am Aldolfo as a standalone song is amazing. Um, Monkey on a pedestal makes no fucking sense out of context. Mm-hmm. It might not even make sense in context, which I think is the point. Yeah. The point. Okay. Yeah. She like calls him, she calls her, her fiance, her little monkey. And so they use the monkey as a metaphor in her like, big tragic bride's lament song and it doesn't work but what makes it funny is that sutton foster just sells the fucking shit out of it yeah amazing yeah Yeah. i i just like i'm a i'm a sucker for a good i'm a sucker for a good comedic song done well i think Mm -hmm. danny burstein just crushes the aldolfo stuff i just think like especially when there's especially when you're you're hiding plot a little bit in a joke sure. do you know what i'm saying like you're you're learning a little bit about who aldolfo is in in this fucking nuts song oh, and you're yeah. learning a ton of what's going on in the show off number mm-hmm. there's a lot of plot happening there all covered up with this great punchline that you just mm-hmm. keep you just keep ringing that bell I, I i don't know i just thought i think it's I think it's great. And anytime you can do the, um, I don't know if it's, if it's a South Parkism, but South Park does the, the uh, calling it the, I really mean it tagline. You know what I mean? Anytime you're like circling back to some, when she does the, the how it key changes and when she, you know what I mean? Anytime yeah. it keeps tagging this thing and like, you're revving yourself up. Anytime yeah. you're doing that. Oh, the, oh I like, really mean it. Yeah. yeah like yeah. Kyle's mom's a bitch. I really exactly mean right. it. Kyle's mom. Yeah. I that, hear that sort of a thing. Anytime you're tagging mm-hmm. multiple times and it works, I'm, I'm an absolute sucker. I honestly have no, that, that was my obsession was like, you've got, because you've got the actor has to have good timing and then the music has to make sense uh to service the joke and it just is like uh, yeah 
I just think yeah, it's really... Yeah, it has some... It has a lot of layers. Now who's the fella that you see? Aldolfo. And how should you refer to me? Aldolfo. And who is it I'll always be? Aldolfo. Now sing it proudly. You are Aldolfo. Danny Burstein. Yes. First of all, yes. Comedic genius. Yes. Here is why it could still work with him playing that role. So as okay. we mentioned, Drowsy Chaperone is a fictional musical being played by fictional actors that real actors are playing. So it's, okay. it's real actors playing fake people, playing fake characters. I get what you're saying. Yes. Okay. So Danny Burstein's character, I already forgot the name. I actually find it on my iTunes. Um, the actor who sings Adolfo, Roman Bartelli. The whole yes. joke about him, and I don't know if it's on the cast album, uh, which actually makes the bonus track of Message from a Nightingale really cringeworthy. Um, do you know that track? The I bring um, a message from a nightingale. Oh, the the really dicey uh, Asian song. song. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is not a not a wise. Also a problem in Millie. Anyway, yeah. Keep going. Well, so Millie, yeah, Millie, it's a problem because. Isn't it's it based book- on a movie and there's no, there's not that extra layer of like, LOL, these actors playing this. A little bit. Yeah. And Millie's trying to have it both ways. It's trying to be a lighthearted romp about the 1920s while also treating its characters with respect, but it doesn't do the respect part, which is <laughs> like fine when it's, you know, white people and their privilege, but when it's Asian people working in the basement doing laundry speaking Chinese. Right. It's like a little, it's the, in it's order for idea. the, yeah. In order, in order for the playing field to be even level, uh, even for everyone to get like their amount of jokes way, like family guys always like make fun of everything. So that way everything's even it's like, well, we have to level the playing field in terms of just like respect in general. Like everyone sure. has to have the same opportunities in order sure. for us to like make fun of everyone equally. Anyway, sure. Drowsy chaperone, um, the whole like joke is that the 1920s were very racist and very demeaning to women and like everyone. So the idea is that Danny Burstein is playing a character actor who like his whole shtick was that he always played different nationalities and never well. So it's very, got it. Got it. Very offensive. Yeah. Um, Okay. Okay. And so there's actually a joke. So the whole purpose of message from a nightingale and Fuck it, I'm just gonna ruin it for you, but you'll I think you'll like it a lot when you watch the video. Is that okay? Okay, <laughs> after Toledo Surprise, he man and chair is like, That's the end of act one of Drowsy Chaperone, and normally there would be an intermission, but like, we're not at the Drowsy Chaperone, so there is no intermission. And he's like, I'm gonna go pee and I'm gonna put on act two, and you guys can like listen to the end act. And so he goes to pee, and all of a sudden, message from a nightingale plays, and it's this like giant, ornate. Uh, Asian like motif and everyone's Uh in like these giant costumes Beth Uh Level is doing her best um, Anna Anna from King and I and Danny Burstein is basically doing the King from the King and I and halfway through the song Man and Chair runs on stops the song and goes I'm so sorry that is not the drowsy chaperone that is another musical entirely and he takes off the record the set goes away everyone walks off stage and he puts on the drowsy chaperone act two oh my god that's very funny. I like it's that. Very funny. And that's great. <laughs> and and then he goes on to say, like, oh, it's act, but it is uh he says, like, I have a woman who comes in to clean once in a while, and I'm and I'm always telling her not to touch my records, but she does, and sometimes she puts them in the wrong sleeves. 
and Funny, so that's why funny. that happened and he's like um oh yeah uh roman bartelli he plays the king yes he was a man of a thousand accents all of them insulting <laughs> yeah amazing amazing yeah. Yeah. okay so so it sounds like perhaps there's a bonus layer there that allows us to do those things yes yeah. that the album does not give you <laughs> like yeah. I, yeah. I i was as i said i was listening to it this morning and i got to message from a nightingale i'm like oh wow when you don't know that this is supposed to be offensive and it's right. incorrect, like it's very offensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oof. Like Danny Burstein's playing an Asian character, doing L's for R's, R's for L. It's all very, very bad. Not good. As we stumble along, cross life's crowded dance floors. As we push and we shove, we live and we learn. And is this a show that you would like to have to do one day? Like, would you like to be in it? Oh, interesting. Uh, interesting. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, honestly, I haven't seen it, so so it's hard. It's hard for me to to gauge. But the music is fun. I like the. I like the. When a hat on a hat is done well, like the play within a play thing mm-hmm. is done well. I like. I like that. I mean, yeah, yes. I don't. I don't know it. <laughs> I obviously don't know it that well, but I think I know, the short it's, answer is it's yes. It's so fascinating to me. I really. Do, it's this is again. This is the first time. Well, no, John did an obsession about the Cats movie, and he had only seen it like three days earlier, so it was a new obsession for him. But he at least had seen it. Yeah, whereas, yeah, yeah. Wow. Gave his yeah. like ten years of experience with Jurassic Chaperone, but he's never actually seen it, nor does he really know what it's about. And I love. Yeah. First of all. If people for the, anyone who doesn't know you, they might be like, "Ugh, this straight boy." But anyone who knows you is like, "Yeah, no, that makes sense." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, look, these are the this is the high quality guests that you're getting, man. Someone oh, who's never seen the thing that he's trying to talk about for an hour. <laughs> but, I, but I love that. I do, it's like saying, "Oh yeah, my favorite book is Catcher in the Rye." Oh, I've only read like the Wikipedia page. <laughs> right, 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 right. I spark notes it ten years ago, and yeah. and I'd love to talk about it. I mean, my Which, paper got a B minus, but we could talk about it, dude. Tell, yeah. Don't even get me started on how SparkNotes is definitely the way to get through academia. <laughs> I, I'm, we're, we're kidding, children. Don't do that as you as you don't. do your homeschooling in quarantine. Don't, don't. ever, don't. Because if you are they in school yet? Let the kids go to. Let, let, or I mean, in summer, are they in summer yet? Let the kids have summer. Come on. <laughs> for, uh, yeah, you went from saying of the all the problems in the world, this is the one I want to stand for. <laughs> Give the kids their summer. Early. Give the kids the give the kids their summer so they can stay inside. Oh uh, no, I I I absolutely hear you. Uh, I feel bad, which is why I'm trying to create this quality content so they can have something entertaining to watch every now and then. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you um? W- did you see the last one I just did? The one with RuPaul, the Brady Bunch with Jan. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that is that was a a decent one. Um, I'm not going to hold you to watching all of them. I've done like 10 at this point and they're not all winners, but it, it's like, <laughs> what I'm, are some, wait, what are some, what are some highlights if I need to go back and, and, and rewatch? I don't know which one, one was funny. I've seen um, the, I saw the, um, uh, uh, oh, it's the Reese Witherspoon movie and oh, it's, Legally um, Blonde. thank you. God, yeah, that one's okay. Lee. Um, Legally like that one. Okay. That was cute. Yeah. It's cute. Um, I have a bridesmaids one that I think is really good. Um, that's the very first one I ever did. 
I have a South Park movie one that I that I personally am very proud of. I thought that okay, one was okay, great. okay, um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, South Park one's really great. I have a It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia one. I don't know if you've remember with that show. Honestly, Gabe, like they're thirty five seconds long, and what else are you gonna do today? Just right. go, just go through them all. Go through. You're them right. All. If you man and share them all, I'll play them. I'll pause them. I'll describe what I like about them and why they're funny. Please do. Please do. I mean, I did my due diligence and listened to your awesome podcast while in line at the post office. So yeah, you're right. The least you could do is go through my semi-awesome videos. Fuck, you're right. You're right. right. I mean, yeah. Listen, if I haven't shamed you a little bit, I haven't (laughs) stayed true to who I am. Right. You haven't done your job because as we learned, you're not nice. I'm kind though. You are kind though. Yes, it is. It you is are. a kindness. Uh, <laughs> let's let's cap. Let's wrap this up. Let's cap this off with Drazi Chaperone. Uh, okay. Things that you feel when you listen to it, and I know that it's always brief because like you, it's always on shuffle with you. But like when yeah, you, yeah, it pops up like um things that you f- feel or think about. Um. I do now that you now that you mention it, I do um vaguely remember the monologue uh that Man in Chair has about why he likes theater and I know you're about to monologue it and it would actually really help me to remember oh, what he the, says. But the but the 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 gist of it I, I really loved. Mm-hmm. And of course, now that I've brought it up, I can't remember a single fucking pull quote from it. But I do remember that the way he lands the plane, I think, is nice. Oh, is that an aviatrix joke? There you go. Oh, my God. That and then I, I, I think it's one of the I think it's what what makes people dislike Broadway shows or like them so much mm-hmm. when you have moments that are played so out and so big and so over the top. And when you've got, I mean, really the, it's just, I, I don't know it that well. So it's all it is is Eldolfo and show off that I think mm-hmm. are like so great, but it's that thing that like the little 14, 15, 12, 10, however old you were when you were like, Oh, this is cool. I think I like this. Mm it triggers that when you're like it uh, regardless of of your who you are the package you come in you sort of want to do the show off number you know what i mean like you're like i i want to do that (laughs) you know what i mean it's like i think there's something about that and then and then i don't know I'm sure you're going to, I'm sure you're going to tell me the monologue he says, and I'm going to go, yes, that's what I like about it. But I don't know it verbatim. I, the gist of it is just sort of that it does what a musical is supposed to do. Like it takes you away. It, 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 that sort of thing. Um, yeah. I, I also wish I want you to also watch cause they don't include, I don't think they include enough of his stuff cause his stuff is just so good. The musical opens with him monologuing in the dark and talking about like why he hates theater now. Um, and he goes, I always, and he's like, I always pray when I'm about to see a show, please God, let it be a good show. <laughs> um, he goes, let the audience, uh, let the actor stay on the stage. God, like I didn't pay a hundred dollars <laughs> to have the fourth wall come crashing down around me. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, and then my funny. other favorite thing he says is, um, can you imagine back in the day, people used to sit in a the theater and going, can Rodgers and Hammerstein do it again? What has George Gershwin got for me tonight? Now we think, please, Elton John, must we continue this charade? 
<laughs> dude that's very funny and that was written 20 years ago 15 years ago 15 years ago yeah dude it it's that's been that's a that's another separate issue of like what can we get i would love more original shows yeah. and or what but original look, some wait we're gonna, we're gonna say i was just gonna say look if somebody wants to pay me to to write some movie turned musical i'm there man i'm in is there a movie you'd want to do is like there anything that you thought of oh dude good question um do you have an answer to that while i think of mine the only movie that I really want to turn into a musical is not one that I would recommend for you because I, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it, it might go out of your comfort zone. It's, it's a French film called Romantics Anonymous. And it, oh. it's, I mean, there's comedic moments to it, but it's mostly just very sweet. And it's about two hmm. agoraphobes who end up working together in a struggling chocolate factory and kind of fall in love. Um, oh, yeah and she and she's like actually a very talented chocolate uh chef but she isn't good at like promoting herself so she doesn't get hired to do that she gets hired to Mm. like sell the chocolate to the stores and she always sings the sound of music i have confidence in me before she goes into every store because (laughs) she's so petrified of talking to people and he's the manager and he has really bad people skills so he's always just like in his office not talking to people and people think that he's rude and the and the movie's also an advocation for therapy because she goes to group therapy oh, cool. and he has a therapist. So it's constantly like crossing between the story and their therapy sessions and they fall in love. It's cute. Sick. Yeah. But I think it would make a lovely musical. I, again, I don't know if it's for you, but if you, <laughs> I mean, if you wanted to like try your hand at like sentimentality for like sentimentality sake, go but you for think it. I can't, you think I can't be earnest, Matt? You think I can't be an earnest boy? I mean, I'd believe you more if you weren't giving me the finger right now when you said that. <laughs> uh, well, then now I have to have an answer of, oh, you know what? I know what I, I think I know what I would do. It kind of already is one, but I think you could do a cool, uh, I think you could turn that thing you do into a cool musical. Oh. It's already sort of one. With I don't Jersey know, boys? now that I've said it out loud. Say what? With like Jersey Boys? No, that's the... Um, it's the the Tom Hanks one of I know fake... I know the movie I know but oh, what, oh, mu- oh. what musical did it become? Oh oh I don't think it is one yet. I'm saying uh, it would be it could be a it already it feels musical oh. in the current form that it's in is what I meant. So That's I don't know right. how much like new music would exist or if any. The problem is the fun of that is that it's not narrative music. It's just like fun bops. But whatever, but... we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out together. But that's the thing. I think you could find something there. Make it sort of like a cross between Jersey Boys and Dream Girls, um, which mm. I don't know how familiar you are with Dream Girls, but it's a similar story of, you know, group of that era uh, going through like the yeah. the music industry. But the difference is that that thing you do, they become literally one hit wonders. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, they're also, I mean, I'm not a composer, but I have a lot of opinions. And as someone who doesn't <laughs> write music, but has opinions, maybe there's a lot of fun to be had of like, because you have to include the song from the movie. Like that song is iconic. But of sort of including snippets of the motif or ideas right. of the motif in the beginning of it. So there's like the idea of that, the song kind of conjuring itself before yeah. they they really create it. Um, I don't know if you, how familiar you are with Merrily We Roll Along. Not that familiar. And Matt, you- this is why, this is the problem. You brought me on your podcast and you know all the musicals, and you know who wrote them and who was in them. 
But Gabe, one of us has been on TV and one of us has a podcast where they write musicals with Tony Uh. nominees. I am not that person. You're that person. So it's my job to give you more information so that your second season is even more baller than your first. Wow. All right. And and now I feel safe again. As well you should. I'm the man behind the curtain, but you're the curtain. Uh, or the window dressing sweetheart no but yeah. uh the, the my point was that in merrily there's a song that like makes the two main characters very famous and you hear it throughout most of the show because merrily goes backwards and then there's a song in act one where oh. you hear <laughs> I love that that's like that's news to you anyone who knows merrily knows that it goes backwards. <laughs> yeah. but anyway um the song that the two main characters get famous for there's a song in act two in their youth while they're like kind of creating it and you hear the character like figure out the melody of the song that we all eventually know. So oh, I feel cool. like doing that in reverse for that thing you do would be fun to like, f- like play with the melody everybody knows and watching yeah. them figure it out throughout that. Yeah, I don't know. Just an idea for you as you go off and you write it. Yeah. Would Tom Hanks give me the rights? Do you think? <laughs> um, I mean, he seems like a nice enough guy. Maybe not. He does I don't know. seem like a nice guy. That's yeah. what I've heard. Yeah. Send heard him. Send him Ali Ali Oxenfree. I feel like he would he would enjoy that. Is that the name? Right. Is that the one of it? Ali Ali. Oxenfree? Yeah, dude. Thank you. Oh my You're god. Welcome. I was trying to remember. I've got good memory. Anyway, um, Gabe, where can people find you on the social medias? You can find me um, on Instagram. I have a Twitter account. I don't use it that much, but you can find me on Instagram. I'm just at Gabe Gibbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much everywhere. So yeah. that's that's that. And then our musicals podcast is just at musicals pod on mm-hmm. instagram as well fantastic and yeah depending on when this episode comes out it might be in a week or two weeks uh they can check out the newest episode of crystalline lloyd or with mm-hmm. true galing mm-hmm. uh, but there's plenty of other stuff uh, before that and are you guys already working on material for the second season yeah uh, yeah the o- yes is the short answer. The long answer is nobody knows when anything's going to be made. And we, we live, I'm in LA and we record Mm -hmm. in New York. So TBD on, I mean, people in the same room with each other, but hopefully (laughs) fingers crossed all the more time to refine that shit. You know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Uh, y'all can find me on Instagram at Matt Coplick. Uh, no Twitter for me, which I should probably get into because that seems to be how people find you now. Dude, you'd be great on Twitter. I don't, I just hate it. I really don't like it. It's, it's, people are mean. And Uh, well, (laughs) that's true. People are mean, but, but you're smart and you have quick, you have quick whips that you'd, you'd toss out into the Twitterverse that I think would do well. Yeah. I guess it's a healthier way of quote unquote whipping it out than how I currently am. But (laughs) that's, that's neither here nor there. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. uh, Once again, guys, uh, please subscribe review us or just give us a nice little rating as gabe knows those things help with the algorithms of itunes you can you don't have to write us a super gay review just give us a rating we really appreciate it just five stars it's it's simple just a little click a little click what else what else are you gonna do what else are you gonna do with your time just (laughs) not not click the five stars are you really gonna be that person sandra I'm assuming her name is Sandra. Yeah, she would be a Sandra. Sandra's a a, a three-star gal. So, Gabe, we we end every episode with a Broadway diva to, like, play us out. Uh, I have the list of the ones we have done. I won't list them all because it's too many. But if you – why don't you give me two or three options, and I'll tell you if we have done any of them. 
Oh man. Well, I mean, it can, we can consider Barrett Weed a, a Broadway diva, right? We can. Uh, unfortunately, we did do her like three or four weeks ago. I'm so sorry. Fuck, dude. I know you're, you actually, of all the people to ha- come in this late into the, like our podcast history, you are pretty much the worst because- I know, I know, I know. You've had 71 divas and I'm pretty sure you know four. Uh, um, I'm trying to think. I, I don't know if I would consider her a Broadway diva because there's zero attitude about her, but- it's not is even there, about the is there any recordings of yeah uh, porgy and bess i did i did mormon with um uh uh nikki renee daniels oh who who is has my favorite voice in the history of of broadway she has, she, she has a great voice yeah she did she was the one who did summertime on the porgy and bess the 2008 one right isn't that her because it's not yeah, with, with it's audra. not bess who's or, or poor it's which bess. one's Best is Audra. Yeah, it's not Bess who sings that, right? No, it's not. It's 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 another one. It's um Joshua like Henry's wife. Yeah. 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 Nikki Renee Daniels. I will. I will take Nikki Renee Daniels. Um, dude, poor thing is in the freaking is in company that just yeah. opened and closed right away. Yeah, but hopefully that'll are, come back. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think the trick with company is when it does come back, if everyone in the cast will be able to come back with it, but. Right, because of that other is, stuff, yeah. yeah. That is one of the newer productions that had to close up from quarantine that uh, I'm not concerned about. I'm, I am so confident it's going to come back. Yeah, um, like, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I I was very excited to see it. I had tickets to see it in April. And um, yeah, unfortunately, I bought my tickets at the box office because at the time I was like, I'm not paying Ticketmaster you know, fees. I'm going to you know, mm-hmm. slash that and buy it directly at the box office. And then they extended lockdown. And I was like, well, I can't go to the box office to exchange my tickets. Right, right. You know? Yeah, oh, they refunded shoot. me. But um, I wanted Good. to be like, I, I didn't want a refund. I wanted to be like, can I get tickets for September? But yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's really difficult to be me. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, no. I, and I heard you loud and clear. I read between the lines. It's uh, this quarantine is happening to you. Yes, you know yes, what I mean? it is. Yes, yeah, I, I I take subtext and I turn it into text and, <laughs> and I jam it down your stupid throat. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, <laughs> so that's all to say. That's all to say. Nikki Renee Daniels is our yeah. Uh, Gabe, I want to thank you for coming on today. This has been fantastic. Of course. Oh, uh, good, man. Yeah, and please, guys, check out his pod, Musicals That Never Made It. That's the title, right? Yes. Musicals That Never Made It. And this is Nikki Renee Daniels. Enjoy, everybody. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.